Welcome to the shit show. Hello, my squirrel friends. So today, Kate and I are going to be continuing our unsolved murders of the decades. Uh, Today, we are on the 80s. So... I'm going to try and not get make this personal because I was born in the 80s. So who knows? Maybe Kate and I were, are reincarnated from one of these people. <laughs> I'm going to have to say hopefully not just because I was born in 94. So that would have been a really quick reincarnation. But, you know. Well, I mean, I was born in 86 and some of my cases died like months before I was born. <laughs> Maybe you just were like, yeet. They're like, excuse me, we weren't done here. <laughs> I mean, like, no, 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 no. I, I was not done living here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal this Earth pass, and I'm gonna go myself. Have you seen Soul? No. Um, my I was gonna kids- say that probably no sense. Otherwise. What? It probably made no sense with what I just said then. No, but I mean, well, Soul Pass, I get because yeah. I believe in reincarnation. That's why I think like deja vu is such a thing because I really do think that those moments of deja vu it's like our past life is seeping through into our current life does that make sense I can see it um yeah totally so the first one I have it's a really short blurb a lot of mine are really short blurbs um So the reason why I picked this one is because like, apparently it is like the biggest and most famous unsolved mystery in the state of Alaska. Okay. Um, so in 1982, an $850,000 fishing boat named the investor was seen burning off of the coast of Craig, uh, inside, uh, eight bodies were found. The owner, his pregnant wife, their two daughters, and four crewmen. Um, They had been shot to death and left to burn. Um, One possible suspect was tried, uh, but he was acquitted due to the lack of hard evidence. So the authorities still claim they have no idea what the motive was. So it is still unsolved. But apparently this was like a huge deal in Alaska when it happened. Like it it was like one of the most media covered cases in the state. So I'm wondering, and like, I wonder why though. And maybe it's because like their crime isn't that high. I feel like like nothing ever happens in Alaska. Well, except Sarah Palin. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> That's just a whole other ball of wax that the world doesn't need. Well, like some of my favorite creators on TikTok are live in Alaska and like I'm super jealous. Yeah. Cuz like seeing like what they see every day, like I'm like, man, I want that. <laughs> 6 months of darkness then. Well, it's not in every part of Alaska, though, apparently. Oh, okay. I, and, but there is some parts of Alaska that get, like, four hours at night <laughs> during some parts of the year. And I'm like, you know what, though? I would be okay with that if it meant that, you know, I'm not sitting in 90-degree weather. 
Yeah, no, I feel that. It's like in it's like with the windshield or windshield, Jesus. With the humidity, it's like 107 here. I'm like, this is gross. Yeah, I, well, that's what I'm dealing with today. Um, it's let me see. So it says 86, but the real feel is 98. What? <laughs> I always sit there and go, why do I live in the Midwest? I hate it here. Uh, Well, I I mean, I'm on the East Coast and it's not much better. Can we just find a place that it's like fall year round, except for like a couple days for like swimming? Yes, that's what I need right there. We're at 60s and 70s all the time. And I could be very happy. So what's the first one that you have? So the first one I have, um, this is kind of just a really little small one here. Um, it is, her name is Jeannie Mills. She was a female early defector from a place called the People's Temple. It was like, you know, another one of those fun religious cults. That one and sounds she- familiar though, the People's Temple. Yeah, and then so she was found murdered along with her husband and teenage daughter on February 26th of 1980 in front of their Berkeley, California home. They're still unsolved. But let's be real. You defected from a cult. The cult killed them. Oh, yeah, definitely. But why does that sound so familiar? Let me double check, see if there's anything else. The People's Temple. Why did, like, I feel like I've heard that before. Like, um it's so it's people's temple of the disciples of christ oh my god that's because the leader was james warren jones yes yeah well yeah that's why they got killed but no jones was the damn leader but no no come on no (laughs) because totally unsolved because of the whole mass murder suicide thing But you know, it's unsolved. The bullshit. I knew that sounded familiar. I was like, no, I know that. That sounds. Yeah. It's one of those, man, you tried to get out of it to not die, and they still killed you. Right. But maybe in theory, you actually have a chance to go to heaven because you didn't commit suicide? Maybe. Is Is that a thing? I can't remember. Well, the other one that I found in uh, in Alaska is another really short blur, but like I, I this one made me kind of sad, and I'm gonna try so hard not to fuck this name up. Eklutna, Eklutna, it's E K L U T N A. Huh. Okay. Uh, it's called Eklutna uh, 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 Annie was discovered in 1980 in Eklutna Anchorage, Alaska and she remains unidentified so apparently her body was found along some power lines um, and the autopsy revealed that she was killed by a single stab wound to the back um, they don't know her name They, um, but her killer uh, four years after her death, the 
Alaska serial killer Robert Hansen confessed, confessed to her murder, saying that at Lutna Annie was his first victim. Doesn't know her name, though, or wouldn't give it. I, I don't know. It, it didn't say. It did say that he died in 2014 while serving a life sentence um, for at, at Lutna Annie and the other three murders um, that he committed but like I feel like as a person he should have known who it was right you know like I I don't I'm not buying that he didn't know yeah that feels sketch um but I do know that um they actually made a fil- like a couple of films okay about um Robert Hansen you might have mm-hmm. seen one of them it's called uh The Frozen Ground I have not actually um it's got Nicolas Cage in it and uh John Cusack um and it's based on Robert Hansen. And if you look at a picture, you really want to freak yourself out. Um, <laughs> if you look at a picture of Robert Hansen and you look at how John Cusack looks in the film, they look very eerily similar to each other. Of course they do. I mean, Grand, you know, they, you know, Hansen died in 2014, and we all know that Cusack is was alive during that time period, but right. like he could have been his doppelganger. Like they look very, very similar. Um, when I first looked up Robert Hansen, I actually thought it was a different um, case. Um, uh, let me see. Hold on. Uh, I thought it was um, insomnia that they did the film on him but then i remembered <laughs> insomnia only had one murder in it okay um but it was also a, a it was also an alaska case it, it was in uh, night mute i thought it was that one but it's not it it's uh the frozen ground or oh but they've actually made a lot of like documentaries on him too which was very interesting um like um well not documentary he's been in a lot of episodes of documentaries you know like uh crime Mm -hmm. stories and investigation discovery Um, (laughs) but yeah I'm, i'm really surprised that they didn't try to push him harder for the name of the first victim considering that i really really doubt he didn't know oh i'm sure he did (laughs) okay so who's your next one all right it is sorry trying to hold on hold on to a baby at the same time all right it is philip testa also known as the chicken man was killed when a nail bomb exploded under his porch as he stepped into his Philadelphia house on March 15th of 1981, the second local mob boss to be assassinated within a year. 
At the time, he and several associates were under federal indictment for their activities. His killing sparked a four-way or a four-year war for control that left 30 other mobsters dead. Two of Testa's underbosses have been described as responsible. However, no actual suspects have ever been named. I just love it that he's called the chicken man. Well, I'm wondering like how they made a nail bomb and put it on like was it like pressurized like when he stepped on a certain I'm step? guessing that's crazy so my next one isn't really a murder but I had I wanted to share it <laughs> um so it's called um the bleeding house okay so on the evening of September 8th, 1987, 77-year-old Minnie Winston was taking a shower in her home in Atlanta, Georgia. When she stepped out, she saw blood stains on the bathroom floor. Um, you know, she was really worried that it was her husband. So That's she going on here. Right. So she ran to look for him and he was asleep in their bedroom. Um so then they started investigating the blood and it was like blood droplets right um they wondered maybe like a an animal or a rodent something had been wounded in the house and it was walking around which is just as creepy to me um so they started looking around the house and william found blood seeping from almost everywhere in the house um, it was on the walls, in the room, in most of the rooms, uh, crawl spaces. It was oozing from the floors and seeping from underneath um, kitchen, kitchen appliances and the television. Um, so they called the police because they were like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Sure. Um, now, the homicide detective that came, Stephen Cartwright... Um, said he had never seen anything like this before. He said it was super strange. He thought it was an animal. But the Winstons didn't have any pets. There were no rodents in the house. Um, blood result or, you know, lab results from the blood suggested that it was human. Um, and that the blood That's type was type O. And neither Winnie or William had type O. They were type A. Um, and no one has ever figured out where or who the blood came from. That's a demon. <laughs> like, I was like, that's crazy. Like, the, the police thought that maybe it was like a prank or, you know, um, you know, someone was trying to, like, make a hoax. But no one has ever been able to do anything. Like, kind of hoax like, would that be? Like, well, apparently, like, they thought that his, their kid was trying to, like, 
Oh, just like messing around or whatever. Right. Like say that, you know, oh, look, see, they're crazy old people. I need to be in charge of their estate or whatever. But that wasn't the case either. And when they were asked about like hauntings or strange occurrences, both of the, them said that like they had never experienced anything like that before. And this was the first incident like this in like the 20 some odd years they had been living in the house. Well, that's weird. Right? So that was, that was, I, I, you know, I know it's not, well, I mean, it could be a murder because, you know, blood seeping from everywhere. But, yeah. Well. That's a demon. <laughs> That, that's that's when you get somebody to bless the house. I don't care if you do the priest, a, 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 like a supreme witch, whatever it is. That's a demon. That's what I thought too. I was like, mm, that's a little weird. That that's a demon. That that's a no, thank you. You 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 make my you make my house bleed. I'm probably gonna just be like, yeah, no, you can have it. I'm I'm a go. I'm a go. Cause no, so- thank you. So who's your next one? My next one is Sherry Lynn Mar- uh, Marler. So in June of 19, June 6, 1984, um, she went in town with her stepfather to run errands. He went to the bank to sign some papers and he gave her a dollar to buy a soda from a vending machine. He then told her to meet him back at his truck in like 15 minutes, but she hasn't been seen since. And they, it was actually featured on the TV show, Unsolved Mysteries. At this point, they're not really sure if they're going to consider her, you know, kidnapped still or dead. But mm-hmm. she's, she's been gone for 30 and a half years. So, wow. I'm going to have to say that she's, she's gone. Right. So that was an interesting one. Isn't it crazy to think that like our parents used to let us play outside? And then nowadays I'm like, my kid asked me the other day, he goes, mommy, when can I ride my bike by myself? I'm like, yeah, never. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, like my parents, I think I was, and I was like my, like, now that I think about it, I was like my daughter's age when my parents started letting me like, I wouldn't say play by myself, but like let it you know i had boundaries you know i could only go so far or whatever but um like i could go by myself because my brother was six years younger than me so like i i could have easily been kidnapped (laughs) right and you're just like wait a minute That's crazy. I know. And I just sit there some days. Like, I won't even let him go outside without me. Like, today, we were walking to the car, and he tried to open the garage door before I was out there. And I was like, don't you dare. So, I have one that was actually, it's another, like, mystery mystery. And they have no idea what happened to her. Um... So this is Lisa 
I hope I'm saying this right. Ow. Hawaiian names are tricky. I get you. Um, she was 19 years old um, from Hawaii. Um, and in 1982, she was employed as a hairdresser at a hair salon. What is it called? I just saw it on a different... Uh, it was a hair salon Susan Beer's salon which is located oh god in Kailua um apparently it was really rainy so like she was procrastinating leaving the building or whatever um and she at the time was dating a guy um named Doug Holmes and she was supposed to meet up with him at his sister's apartment in Makiki Hawaiian friends if I'm saying these wrong I'm so fucking sorry <laughs> so uh, at, you know eventually she decided to leave the um, the hair salon but before she met up with her boyfriend she stopped at a grocery store um, I guess to pick up some food and stuff. Um, uh, and then around 12.20 a.m. She l- left Doug's sister's apartment. Um, Doug returned to his university dorm room. And Lisa was supposed to make it back to her place with where her parents lived in Kailua. Um... But um, on her way home, she grabbed some pokey. Is that how you say it? Poke? Pokey? Poke? Pokey. Or poke or something like that. Yeah. Um, and this was the last time anybody saw from her. Saw her. Sure. She never arrived home to her parents' house. Um. So, you know, her parents were worried. So the next morning when she still wasn't there, her parents called Doug um, to ask what happened. He said he didn't know, but he said, you know, I'll search for her. Um, But then he found her car and was like, okay. And this is where things get like weird. So Doug called the police to report that Lisa had not returned home the previous night and they had found her car in a strange like way. Um when the police arrived at the scene they examined her car and it was parked on the side of the highway with the windows rolled down despite the fact that it was raining the night before um there was a substantial amount of standing water in the in the car and the seats were soaking wet but here's where it gets weird lisa's purse was on the passenger seat but it wasn't wet so somebody Um, put it afterwards right that's what the police think they think that they that her purse had been returned to the scene once the rain stopped um and the police also said that there were scratches on doug's face so they think that doug had something to do with it as i say Um, it sounds like he had he did it mm -hmm. so however the car other than the purse the car didn't provide any leads as to where lisa was or what happened so the community was like all right we're gonna we're going to do this, right? So the island apparently was like plastered with thousands of missing posters, you know, saying, please 
help us find her. Lisa's parents addressed the media several times asking for, uh, you know, whoever has her, please give her back, blah, blah, blah. So the search continued. Um, but 10 days later on January 31st, um, her body was found. Um, a man was jogging with his dog on Mount Tantalus. Okay. Um, her body was nude. She was decomposed. So, and it was like bad. So they couldn't, the coroner couldn't determine accurate time or cause of death. So it makes me wonder like how her body decomposed so rapidly. Um, investigators believe they had worked out a kind of loose chain of events in the murders but then a witness came forward shortly after the search to report they had seen a car with lights on um, following Lisa's car on the night of her disappearance Um, so they believe that Lisa was abducted from her car murdered and then the killer attempted to hide her on Mount Tantalus. Um, now there are several theories as to what happened. So they think that um, Lisa could have been killed by a stranger in a crime of like opportunity, or she was killed by someone she knew, or Lisa was the last victim, was a victim of the unidentified serial killer known as the Honolulu Strangler. Um, who was confirmed to have killed five women in 1985 and 1986. Um, now, this case was, there. there's so little to go on, they couldn't pin it down. Um, now they do the, the strongest one is that they think that Lisa was one of the first victims of the Honolulu Strangler. Um, the serial killer has remained unidentified for the last 30 years, but has been conclusively linked to the murders of five women aged between 17 and 36. So Lisa does fall into the you know victim profile. Um, the confirmed murders also seem to line up with the highway system on the island, which is where Lisa's car was found. Um, the only difference I still think the boyfriend did it uh, well I do too Um, the only difference here is that the stranger could have been a serial killer you know like they really think that like so the first theory and the third theory kind of like coincide with each other yeah Um, now you know, 39 years later or whatever. Um, Lisa's murderer is still in the wind. There is no, like, there has been no new evidence in almost four decades. Um, and they have no idea how this poor woman died. And that's kind of, like, sad that they couldn't even like connect anybody but the, I mean Doug was under suspicion um 
you know, um, they said that, let's see. Did his sister Apparently like her? There was, huh? So did his sister like her? Well, they, the, the sister, I guess, was never in, like, their field because Doug um, had done two lie detector tests, both of which he failed. But, you know, you and I have talked about that before, that there's a numer- numerous amount of factors that can make someone fail or pass a right. lie detector test, and that doesn't necessarily determine accuracy. Um, but apparently there was an eyewitness that heard a couple arguing right around the time that Lisa was hanging around Doug's sister's apartment. Uh, and then they saw what they thought was a woman leaving. Um, and another eyewitness says that they think they saw what looked like to be Doug's car following Lisa's car. Um, but again, if it's like a, you know, like if you think about an apartment complex, if there's only like one way in, one way out. If they left at the same time, right, it would look like they were it would following. look like he was following her. So, but either way, because or of like you know, a, it is her boyfriend, he might be making sure she at least gets you know semi like at least halfway there. Right. Well, and I mean, thinking about like when my husband and I were dating, he would have done that. Right. So there's just not enough evidence either way to say that she was either the first victim of this Honolulu strangler or um Doug did it so it's kind of it's kind of sad (laughs) like it's like this poor lady like and her parents (laughs) like there's no like definitive answer so that's just kind of sad all right my baby's over here trying to make me like a, a 2021 death she's like attacking me with those tiny little nails (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to kill you but I can only afford a whipple bet so this is going to take a while right <laughs> just slip into <laughs> sweet sweet <laughs> right that's what it feels like I'm like ma'am ma'am can you say hello so who is your next one All right, my next one is Carol Cole. She was 17 when she was discovered stabbed to death in Bellevue, Louisiana in January of 1981. She had disappeared in 1980. The body was identified not until February of 2015, and the man who found her is now in prison for killing his wife and is considered to be a person of interest. Mm. Okay. So, you know, let's just let, you know, the guy finds her and now he's in prison for killing his wife, but they couldn't tell who she was until 2015. I don't know. I mean, well, I I guess because we, we are so advanced now with certain things like DNA and fingerprinting, maybe that's why, I don't know. But I did find one that it was really creepy. Ooh, creepy is cool. 
Um, it was known as the Ketty Cabin Murders. Oh, the Ketty Murders? Yes. Oh, I love that one. That sounded really weird. Um, you know what I mean. I wasn't born yet. It wasn't me. <laughs> I wasn't born yet either, so it's okay. Uh, so on April 11th, 1981, three people, a mother, her adolescent son, and her son's friend were found bludgeoned to death in a California cabin, all while the children slept. A fourth victim, a 12-year-old daughter, vanished in the night. Her remains were not found until years later and miles away. So this was called the, the Ketty Cabin Murders. But the case is so unsettling to me. Um, it really is. It's so interesting, but oh my God. Yeah, because like, you know, you know, it's unsolved. But three years after the slayings occurred, part of a skull was found 29 miles away near Camp 18 in the neighboring county. Um, the discovery prompted, you know, obviously they looked through the whole area and they found uh, a jawbone and several other bones, all which were this 12-year-old daughter that disappeared. Her name was Tina. Um, so like, it's like, why was she found so far away? Um, and they couldn't figure it out. (laughs) And apparently there was like a lot of physical evidence found in, uh, the cabin they were staying in. It was cabin 28, but there was no like way to connect all the evidence to one person or another. Um, now there was like a conspiracy theory that the, um, the police were trying to cover up the fact that they fucked shit up because they were like, the, the whole media thing was like, well, why do you have all this evidence for this case? But wasn't it like they, they didn't like rope off the, well, whatever, ribbon rope, whatever the heck off the crime scene. Yeah. So like a lot of people were like trampled through it and like basically a lot of the evidence was compromised yeah and they were like well why didn't you just admit that you know it's like it's okay we get it you fucked up like but trying to cover it up versus actually admitting it makes you look bad and it makes it look like you guys know who it is and you're trying which to be fair they probably don't they just you know yeah they just fucked up like I, i really don't think that they intentionally fucked up the crime scene Right. Um, now in 2004 cabin 28 was actually demolished along with several other condemned cabins on the grounds um, you know and there's all of these like theories about like the mob or the gang or like you know the police oh yeah um, were responsible for fucking up this case and the destruction of the property um but this whole family slaying plus the friend remains like completely unsolved and like uh, it's giving me very cabin in the woods vibes right (laughs) like because okay for anyone who hasn't seen the movie it requires four people to sacrifice to the old gods right I freaking love that movie I do too. And four people were killed in the cabin. (laughs) And all they know is that they were bludgeoned to death. 
That's it. It was the merman. No, because the merman would have ate him. I know, I'm just messing with you. That was just the funniest. Man, I want to see the merman. To me, the creepiest one in that movie was the little girl with the ballerina with the teeth face. Yeah, no, thank you. The way she just like slowly like turned around. Or it reminds me of, um, you remember Curse the Cowardly Dog, right? Yes. Remember when he was in that with uh, Bushwick, but just call me Schwick, when he was looking for something for him? Yes. And little girls playing the violin and they turn around and it's like the effed up, like, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse claymation shit. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking little. about. I feel like I might have dated myself a little bit there, but. You know. Oh, no. 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 Because I do that to myself all the time. You're fine. It's okay. The other day I had somebody tell me, oh my God, how do you have two kids? And I was like, uh, sex. And they're like, well, but like, you don't look like you're old enough to have two kids. What is the oldest one like two or three? I'm like, he's five. They're like, you are not old enough to have a five-year-old. I'm like, I'm 26 years old. Like, I had it when I was 21. It's not that weird. Well, listen, okay. I don't want to hear it from you because I'm almost 10 years older than you. So shh. I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, not that young but i'm not that old either like calm down i see i actually got carded the other day isn't that great and it made me feel so happy and she was i like, did have to laugh though i did have one of those moments like the the joke that was going around tiktok the, oh you're good i saw the one and you're like oh ow well yeah i mean like she she was like i need to see your id ma'am and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> I was like, you, you what? Right. She's like, I, she's like, for you, because I was buying like, I, you know, I, I love my adult Capri Suns. Yes. Um. So I was buying a few of those and a bottle of wine and some beer for my husband, and she was like, yeah, I need to see your ID, and I was like, uh, okay. So real quick, not sponsored. You ever tried naked wines? No. Okay, you should go online and do that. You know what I really want that I can't get here? What? Cotton candy wine. I wonder if you could get it on Naked Wines because they ship it right to your house. It's fantastic. Well, it's only in one state, but made by one company. I have never seen anybody else. And let me tell you, when I say that I have been considering driving there to get it. Because they ship from different wineries all over the United States. I'll have to look because like, so you know those cotton candy grapes right yeah they make wine out of it that sounds so sweet though i don't care (laughs) i okay listen a little a little tidbit about me i am obsessed with cotton candy all things cotton candy uh i get cotton candy vape juice i get i love cotton cotton candy ice cream is like one of my favorite ice creams ever whenever cotton candy ice cream what you've never had cotton candy ice cream no oh my god so it's it's cotton candy flavored ice cream if you get the good stuff it's the cotton candy ice cream with like little bits of like you know how like when you get cotton candy wet and like it'll turn into those little hard nodules yeah it has those in it okay 
because like I used to work in an ice cream shop and we had like cotton candy sprinkles, but I wouldn't call that, you know, just mixing vanilla ice cream, cotton candy sprinkles. Cotton oh candy. no, like this is like legit cotton candy ice cream. I, I, I see you. And I absolutely love it. it it's, it's right up there with fireball ice cream, which I can only get at one place in New York. Well, and I can get it in New York anyway, and I get it every summer when I go up there. But that's the only other you know, fireball. Flavor. That just sounds fantastic. Yes. Oh my god, it's so good. It has little pieces of fireball candies in it. See, it fucking better. Um, but yeah, like I have cotton candy perfume. <laughs> okay, what are you twelve? Yes. Uh, whenever I go to the fair. I have to have a cotton candy by myself. Not one that I get and share with my kids. It's just for me. Yeah, um, my tried cotton candy for the first time. I did pretty well. With, I, did, I didn't give him, he's never had soda still and he's five. He had never tried cotton candy till he was five. And he doesn't really like like processed snacks because I bake all the time. So I'd say I did pretty good with him. But um, he was killing me the other day. He tried cotton candy and he just sit there and he's like, why does it disappear? <laughs> uh, what, like, what do you mean? Like you ate it. He goes, yeah, but like I put it in my mouth and then it would just like poof. <laughs> I'm like, it's literally sugar, dude. Remember how sugar like melts in water? He goes, yeah. I'm like, same concept. It just spun sugar. He goes, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with cotton candy. I honestly couldn't tell you, but like, Whenever I go out with my mom and I get ice cream and she's like, oh, surprise, surprise, you got cotton candy again. Like, <laughs> she's like, you are almost 35 years old. I'm like, listen. <laughs> it's like, and? What's your point? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know where the, I guess, like, it's just one of my guilty pleasures that I can't get enough of. But like, I don't, I only get cotton candy from like a fair. I don't buy that, that nasty Walmart no. crap. No. Oh no! You know what? I'm I'm gonna tell your followers this. We're gonna do a thing where we're gonna try to buy you a cotton candy mm-hmm. machine. <laughs> do you know how fat I would get? Because <laughs> I only want the fresh spun cotton candy. Do not give me cotton candy from the dollar store or cotton candy from Blue we're gonna, Lion. We're gonna, we're gonna fresh. We're gonna get you a cotton candy machine. <laughs> I'd never leave my house. Everybody listening. We're, we're, we're going to get her a cotton candy machine. <laughs> Do you know, I would make all kinds of weird flavors with it too. Like, I don't think I would just keep it like the regular sugar. Like, I think oh, I would like, yeah. put all kinds of shit in it. Like fireball. And if you're going to color, if you're going to color it, make sure you use gel coloring. It's not like food grade just drops oh yeah no those i don't i don't feel like those would turn out very well it just comes out really really light oh well i yeah i guess that makes sense because it's not as dense of a color yeah you know what that might be why my cookie monster cookies came out more green oh yeah if you get the gel base it'll do a lot better yeah someone asked me to make those on a video so i'm gonna have to do that at some point before I forget. No, what you need to make, honey, is Cookie Monster cupcakes. Cupcakes seem to like not get eaten in my house versus cookies. I don't know why. 
And I don't want to make a dozen of them and then have to be the only one that eats them. Because my kids will be like, oh, that's good. But like, I, something about fresh baked cookies, my kids are like fucking vultures. Cookies and fresh baked brownies. Like, as soon as they get put down, the kids are like, oh, that's hot. Yeah, it just came out of the fucking oven. Psycho. But that's like the same thing with like pizza. Like if you if if you're if you can eat pizza without doing that, something's wrong with you. <laughs> My kids are always like, "How can you eat that when it just came out of the oven?" I'm like, "Cause I'm <sighs> with every bite, <laughs> right? Because because I'm sitting here going." <laughs> <laughs> It's a new eating style. It is. Invented by the Gen Xers and Millennials. It's like the same of, if you haven't bitten into a simultaneously lava hot and stone cold pizza roll, have you really had pizza rolls? Facts. That is so true. So I'm going to try and get us back on track for the last like 10 minutes. (laughs) We try. We try. <laughs> uh, so this one happened in New Hampshire, but I don't know about geographics because it's about the, it's called the Connecticut River Killer. Okay. So I'm guessing the Connecticut River goes between. I believe it goes through New Hampshire, Connecticut, and one other uh, state, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um. So I, this one starts in 1978, but it doesn't end until 1987. Um, but between 1978 and 1987, the Connecticut River Killer is said to have fatally stabbed seven women in New Hampshire. Uh, his eighth victim survived. Um, Come on, man. Get your shit together. Right? Um, <laughs> in 1987, Jane... Borowski was seven months pregnant and she was approached in a convenience store parking lot by a man who proceeded to stab her 27 times. Now this girl was a BAMF because after she was stabbed 27 times, she managed to drive to a friend's house and, you know, subsequently was taken to the hospital and survived the attack. Let's be real. She, she survived for that baby. Oh yeah. But I mean like, the fact that she was able to drive to a friend's house like that's badass motherfucker title right there um now i think the reason why after that the killing stopped was because jane was able to give the police like a a description of the man and a partial license plate that sucks for him right but they never found him well, if he had any sense, he probably changed his fucking license plate and either cut or dyed his hair. Yeah, but like, apparently this was uh, THS Investigates and Unsolved Mysteries both covered this whole thing and the person was never found. And that just blows my mind. But I guess a lot of people also didn't really watch Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like back when it was out, like in running, people didn't watch it. But now, you know, we've got those of us that are obsessed with it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh... 
Um, so another one that I have that is kind of sad and again makes me go, how the fuck did my mom let me outside? Right. Um it's called the little Jane Doe case. Why we gotta um, make it oh. Huh? Why they gotta make it a sad name? Come on. I don't know, but like why couldn't she just be like young Jane Doe or right. gotta be little Miss Jane Doe? Like, no no. <laughs> right. This is not Grimm's fairy tales meets Mother Goose, motherfucker. <laughs> so this prepubescent girl was found decapitated in St. Louis, Missouri in 1983 um, uh, on February 28th. Her body was found with her head missing in an abandoned building. Um, they believe that at first they thought it was the body of a sex worker. Now here's what I don't understand. They thought it was the body of a sex worker, but the child is aged between 8 and 11. And I'm like, how, I mean, do, you, how do you confuse that with this? Like, when I think about little girls, even little girls now that are way more developed than we were at that age, how do you confuse an 8 to 11 year old child as a sex worker? Probably sexual abuse showed lots of tearing and or bruising in the vaginal area. I guess. Um, at the time, it was the only decapitation in the U.S. that involved a, pers a person that young, according to the FBI. So the victim and the killer are still unidentified, and all they know her as is Little Jane Doe in the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Database. That's really sad. It is. And I'm like, again, in my head, this is another one of those cases where, like, in my head, I'm like, how? Be not, not, the, not the killing part, because people are fucking sick. But, like, as a mom, how do you not know your child? Like, how do you not know where your baby is? Right. Like today, but, I knew my son was on the playground. I lost sight of him for two seconds. And I was like, no, 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 where's my kid? Yes, and like, I, I my kids are substantially older than your kids. They're gonna be 11 and 13 soon. But like, if I can't find one of them, I freak out. Like, so, um, I know I've talked about it before, where I have a golf course behind my house. And like, there's like a trail in the golf course that you can walk on and it leads you to like a pond and a field and like you know if i call my when my my daughter goes out there with her friends a lot <laughs> when they come over it's like that's where they like to disappear to i'm not entirely sure why i feel like it's her version of like a creek when yeah. i was when i was a kid you know so sure. but if i call once or twice and she doesn't answer i immediately start freaking out and I'm like going up, up and, and into the trail screaming for her. And she's like, what, mom? And I'm like, why didn't you answer me? And she's like, I didn't hear you. And I'm like, ah. like the fuck you did not. I'm like, listen, people who are dead heard me. Right? <laughs> Don't give me that you didn't hear me shit. 
And I mean, I know they're not doing anything because they're usually fucking around in the pond because there's like, there's uh, the pond, well, there's two ponds back there. There's a smaller one and a much larger one that actually leads to a creek. And in there are like anything from toads to fish to snapping turtles. So I know that that's what they're doing. Right. But like, because sometimes they come home and they're like, hey, mom, I found this many turtles or whatever. But like, I'm like, you need to answer me. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I don't care. Just answer me. Just, and I'm just like, screech at me. I don't care. Just, but it's stuff like this that makes me go, how did my mom ever, like, girl, let me go that far on my own? Because at least with me, I am very, like, strict about that. Like, I'm like, if you go outside of the yard, you have to be with somebody. I you cannot that. leave the yard. The only one that I let leave the yard without someone is my son. But even then, I'm like, you can only go around the block on your bike. Yeah. I need to be able to see you like every couple of minutes. Like, so I'm like, how did my mom just let me like go? Because <laughs> they wanted us out of the house. That's how. Yeah, but I mean, like, I didn't have to check in with her at all. It was pretty much. You're, once the street lights go off, you're out of the house. And once they come back on, you better get your ass back. Exactly. Oh, my. So I don't know, like, how she ever let me just yeah, I don't. go. My parents didn't really let me go just, like, by myself because we lived on kind of a crappy road. But, like, I, yeah, like, how did they live before we had cell phones where they could not check on us all the time? Well, that's another thing I do. If my kids are out of the yard, even when they're with someone, I make them take their phone because I have family link on their phone. So I can actually track them by GPS. So that's another reason. We don't have that. I won't even call your ass. I will look you up on GPS. I want to know your exact coordinates. Like I'm, I'm, I'm crazy. So I did. And this is another reason why I'm crazy. So in Virginia, we have these famous murders that have been unsolved for 30 years. Um, and anyone from Virginia probably knows exactly where I'm going with this. They're called the colonial parkway murders. Now colonial parkway is in, um, historic Williamsburg Jamestown area Um, it's a very beautiful drive like when I was working as a in-home caregiver a lot of my elderly clients would love to just drive the the parkway like to just look around because it's beautiful Um, it's it's not even a regular road it's like a cobblestone road Um, and you have to drive like 35 miles an hour or 25. I can't really remember, but yet you can't go fast through there at all. Um, but there's lots of trees and there's bodies of water. It's gorgeous. Um, but from 1986 to 1989, um, eight people in their teens and early 20s were killed along that parkway. Um, 
now like the FBI got involved and like the crazy part about it is the FBI even asked other countries to view their satellite footage of the area. Like they were trying to get as much information as possible, but no one was ever arrested. No suspects were ever interviewed, like nothing. That's crazy. But like, if you ever drive through that area, it would be very, if, if you think about it in this context, it would be very easy to kill someone. All right. Because in, <laughs> in all the times that I've driven through there, doesn't matter any type of time of the day. Because people don't drive, it's not like you would drive through there coming home from work. Okay. You know, like it's not like it's a main stretch of highway. Like it's something you have to purposefully turn off of the regular road to go down. Yeah. Now people go back there for fishing and sure picnics and shit like that. But it's not like a road that you would travel down just, be, you know, on your way just home. For the hell of it. Yeah. Right. Like it's something you have to go out of your way to get on and then drive down. So all the times that I drove down there, didn't matter if it was early morning, afternoon, evening, whatever. There were never really that many cars on that road. Okay. So it would be very easy to not only kill someone, but to dump their body before anybody passed you. Dang. So like for, I I honestly think now the only reason why it doesn't happen is because it's a more well-surveillanced area. Right, because that happened. Because it happened. Now it's more, you know, they, they keep a better eye on it. But like, I still think it would be easier <laughs> right. there than anywhere else. Because it, there are some parts of that parkway that is very heavily wooded. Oh. And like, and I'm talking not just like side to side, but like the trees are so large that like they go over the road, like Shit. above you. So like even satellite footage would cover you, those trees. So it's kind of like, and, and, if they asked you, well, why did you stop there? You could easily be like, well, I wanted to have a picnic or I wanted to go fishing or whatever. <laughs> and there are parts of that parkway that they're like, oh, well, okay. You know what I mean? Like it just, I never wanted to stop on the parkway. I didn't mind driving through it, but like, because I have that true crime unsolved mysteries mindset, I'm like, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> No, you want to speak of unsolved mysteries, dude. I swear, I almost became like a dumb white kid in a horror movie because it was my job yesterday. Oh, you, you can't just stop there. <laughs> I was just making sure you were interested. So I'm at work and part of my job is to like walk through the gym a couple different times. So where I work, it's a gym. It's got the library connected. It's got a pool. Like, it's like a whole rec center, basically. Okay, hold on. Please don't tell me that you heard a noise and said who's there. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I said I only became, almost became one because it was my job. Normally, if I heard a noise, I've been like, nope, I'm out. But I had to go in there because it was my job. So I go into the upper, like the balcony just to make sure that it's clean because... We had had some stuff going on through the weekend and because I was there like every day, I wasn't like 
super diligent about checking like the spots that people tend to miss just because I was tired, I'll be honest. And so I went up there, it's pitch black. At this point, it's quiet in there. So there's nothing going on. I turn around and use my phone light to find the little light switch to turn the balcony lights on. So I'm turned away from where the stage would be. As I turn the balcony lights on, all of a sudden I hear something that sounds like somebody's listening to like a radio broadcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? I look down and there's somebody just dust mopping our stage. But my two custodians, I had just seen cleaning the upstairs bathroom. So I'm like, the fuck? The what now? <laughs> <coughs> so I just book it out of there, lock the balcony door again. And I double check and I see both the custodians are still cleaning. My got my fitness attendant who like stand, sits up in like the weight room was cleaning. And then the only other person that would have been in there at all was our front desk person who can't leave the front desk if I'm not there. So I look at my custodians, I'm like, hey, is our, we have a full-time custodian who is there kind of like straight, like 11, apparently 11 to seven. So I knew sometimes he would be there around that time or sometimes he'll come in when we have like special things going on. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, is Zach here today? And they're like, no, I haven't seen him. And I was like, shit. So I go down and ask my front desk person if they'd seen Zach. And she's like, no, he, I don't think he's in today. I'm like, fuck. So I have to go see who's in the theater. Because it's my job. Right. And I've got my radio and I'm like, if I'm not back in like three minutes, I want you to like try to radio me. And if I don't answer, I want you to call somebody. And they're like, okay, okay. So I go in there. I've got my keys out like a weapon, mind you. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I check the one theater door. It's locked. I check the other theater door. It's locked. I check the doors to the dressing room. They're locked. There's literally no way somebody should have been able to get in there. Because when we unlock them, they stay unlocked until you come back out and relock it. So I'm like, okay. So I go back into the dressing room. Everything is in the exact same place that I had left it on Sunday night. And there's nobody in there. Okay. And you stayed in there because... No, I went in. I looked. And I came back out. <laughs> and so I go back and I texted our... Um, the guy who, like, runs the custodians. I was like, hey, was Zach here today? He goes, no, he works... Tuesday through Saturday, 11 to 7. I'm like, okay. And like, jokingly, I was kind of like, oh, is the theater haunted? And the response was, oh, an empath, huh? Well, I can't really give you a professional answer. The fuck? <laughs> I'm like, that's a yes. I, well, at least they clean. So yeah, that was fun. Well then, yep. since, since you want to be disturbing, I'm going to be disturbing with my last one that we can fit in before we run out of time. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you've heard this one, uh, the Dardeen family. I have not. 
So the Dardeen family live in Ena, Illinois, and in 1987, um, they would be discovered dead. Um, so, but they're not entirely sure what happened. They're never sure. <laughs> Why would we be sure about things? Of course not. So on November 18th, 1987, police discovered their very brutalized bodies. So I, Elaine Dardine and her three-year-old son, Peter, had been beaten to death with a baseball bat that had been a birthday present to Peter from his father earlier that year. Of course it was. Um, they thought that it was the serial killer named Tommy Sells. Okay. Um, and he was sitting on death row when he admitted in death row in Texas uh, when he claimed to commit the crimes as well as 70 other killings um, now Tommy um, when he was executed authorities were only able to prove 22 of his killings but the slaying yeah, right but the slaying of the Dardine family wasn't them one of them so to this day they have no no witnesses no evidence no suspects no nothing it's like wouldn't there be something on the baseball bat like right you would think but like they didn't say or at least I couldn't find when I was looking any like specifics about the bat but you was unless he was wearing gloves. But still, shouldn't there have been like fibers from the gloves or something? Not if they were leather gloves. True. Or even vinyl gloves or latex was more popular at that time than vinyl. So, yeah. but then again, I'm going to show my nerd. People who wore latex gloves, then they had talcum powder on them. So... He could have left talcum powder behind. Yeah. I know, it's very upsetting. I don't like that at all, does she? No, she does not. Thankfully, I am allergic to latex, so, like, I never had to deal with that. But, um, yeah, latex gloves in the 80s had this talcum powder in it. Gross. When you would take them off, it would be, like, this poof of, like, powder. Um... But I think it's crazy that a woman and her three-year-old kid could be beaten to death with a baseball bat and nobody has any idea how it happened. Like, come on. You can't tell me that nobody heard anything. Right, because in my head, this is where my mind went. So my children at three years old were very dramatic. Oh my God, yeah. Like, there's my three, my five-year-old, I look at him and I'm like, sir. (laughs) Like my daughter would drop something and <laughs> right. Oh, I know. And you're like, can you like not? Like so, I-, I had that thought in my mind when reading this, and I was like, you can. You mean to tell me that no one heard a three year old absolutely losing his fucking mind while he was being beaten to death? But my daughter could drop a cup of water and have like a right. full blown temper tantrum. Right. Or, you know, you ever, you ever given a kid a wrong, the wrong cup 
Oh, yeah, or the wrong plate. Oh, my God. Oh. Give it. You want to see dramatics? Give a two year old the wrong plate and cup at the same time. Oh, my God. And don't let them cut their food, even though they can't cut it. Yes. You would think the world's ending. I know. They're just like, <laughs> no. <gasps> I don't want the dinosaur cup. <gasps> or I love it. But you asked for the dinosaur cup. No, I didn't. Or not that dinosaur cup, the other dinosaur cup. Be like, you don't have another dinosaur cup. Or like my son had like three of them. Oh God. But he would never specify which one. And he would say he wanted the dinosaur cup. So it was always like a crapshoot whether I actually got the right dinosaur cup. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> and then if I didn't get the right one, I got that, oh. you know. <sighs> yeah. And you're just over here like, I chose to spawn. <laughs> yeah. Why? You know, like, so I, I, I am known for getting baby fever really fucking bad. And then I see some of these TikTok videos of these kids having full-blown meltdowns. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. Like, oh, there it goes. There it went. <laughs> I see I these that. cute baby videos and I'm like, oh, they're so cute. They're so precious. Oh, God, I want a baby. And then I see one, like, a few videos later of a two-year-old losing their shit. Yes. Like, oh, because yeah. they can't run around the house with a knife in their hand. Or you stop them from putting scissors in an outlet. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. Because <laughs> I have a preteen and a teenager, uh, almost teenager. They have an attitude enough as it is. Right. About nothing. Like, Lord help me. So, like, my daughter... I'm telling you, if she was born first, she'd be an only child. What? It's like, she puts me on a roller coaster, right? When she was a baby, she was the most difficult baby on the planet. She didn't sleep through the night until she was over a year old. She was my problem kid. You know, everything that you, they tell you that kids will do, she did. Like, you know, she, um, she used to steal food and hide it in her room. Um, <laughs> She was my she was my snack thief. Like, you know, she would pile six pots on top of each other to reach something on the counter. Like that was her. Um she drew when we were when my husband was stationed in Texas, she had a purple Sharpie and she drew all down the hallway with it. Oh man. My son never did anything like that. The most the most annoying thing he ever did was when he didn't listen to me about putting on a helmet. When he was trying to ride a skateboard for the first time and cracked his face open. That was the worst thing he ever did. Yeah. My daughter, holy shit. Like, another thing that she did is she was a little bit older and she was running up and down the stairs. And I uh -oh. said, don't do that because you're going to fall and you're going to hurt yourself. No, I'm not. Okay. Not... Not 30 seconds later, I hear, 
she almost put like, her top teeth you? through her bottom teeth or through her bottom lip. Like oh, no. she had a hole in her face from her teeth. And then she she just was my mischievous child because that same the same year, um, she was really into what was that fucking show? Um Doc McStuffins. She was obsessed yeah. with Doc McStuffins. She had she had to have all the Doc McStuffins, like doctor shit. And of course. one night I was making dinner and she comes up to me and she hands me a box of empty band-aid or a, an empty box of band-aids and she's like, Mommy, we need more band-aid. And I was like, What? And I looked down and it was like one of those like fucking five hundred count band-aid things. And I know I had just bought it. And I'm like, where the fuck are all the band-aids? And I go out into the living room. I follow the paper trail, first of all. Right. From the bathroom to the living room of all the like pieces of band-aids. And I go into the living room and see my dog who is covered in roughly like a hundred band-aids. No, no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, better, mommy. He all better. I'm like, he wasn't sick to begin with. But thanks. Ugh. Like, uh, she was also the child that got into my makeup. You know that, you know that, uh, TikTok sound? Uh-huh. With the lipic? Yep. That was her. Cover her face in, like, eyeliner and shit. And I'm just like, her baby dolls. There, I have so many baby dolls when she was younger that have, like, nail polish all over them and makeup and lipstick. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> So now as she's older, it's like a love-hate relationship. Cause like one day she's perfectly sweet and funny and goofy and hanging around with me. And then the next day she's like, I tell her to switch the laundry and she's like, why can't Aiden do it? Ma'am. Cause I asked you. <laughs> or I already did it. Like, it's just like, oh Jesus. Like, and every time she does that, I'm like, you would have been an only child if you were first because holy shit. But see, now my son's doing the same thing. So I really think they're both just in that like teenager phase now. Yeah. But he was such a chill baby. He slept through the night at like four months. We could, we could take him anywhere and he was perfectly fine. I can't tell you how many movies my husband and I saw in the theater with this kid. He'd be asleep the whole time. Like he was amazing. And then, you know that song, that one, Uh huh. that's my daughter's theme song. Like she just fucking like, she's like a tornado with legs. You never know whether she's going to throw a box or a cow at you. No, thank you. But she's, but she's my carbon copy. And I think that that's why she drives me nuts. Like she literally is a miniaturized version of me. I told Mason, you better hope Vera's like you. Because otherwise she's yours until she's, you know, out of the, the crazy phase. <laughs> well, my husband's like, oh my God, what's her problem? I'm like, don't even get started. Because if she's anything like me, she's only going to get worse. Right. And they're looking at you like, what? I'm like, I don't think you understand the hell I put my mother through. <laughs> and if she, and she's already worse than I was, so. <laughs> You're like, sorry. 
But all right, so we have gone over because we squirreled off again. So tell everybody where they can find you. (laughs) On TikTok, I am Anna of the Undead. And then you can find me on Facebook at and Instagram at Crafts, Confections, and Creativity by Kate. And I am Witchy Pity Mom on all social media. Um, The Hot With Mess Witchy Express has an Instagram page. It's slowly growing. So I know that people who are listening are actually following it. So thank you. Um, I haven't gotten any suggestions though. So we must be doing something right. Or otherwise people would be like, hey, do this. So... Uh, I know that we've got, I want to talk about Madeline McCann at some point, and uh, mm. we still have to do another part of the uh, last meals, because that was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, so if anybody else has any suggestions, uh, please let us know. Um, and, you know, we can't forget the merch. I got to mention the merch. There's merch. And I even put a new design up last week. So get on that. Um, <laughs> but as always, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. All right, y'all. We will see y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye.